Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio, 1360, KKTX. Blake's in the box. Tyler Thorson on the KKTX hotline. Uh, Tyler, I, I just wanted you to know, I, as of this morning, I just sold my homing pigeon on eBay for the 22nd time. <laughs> you did. So 23 coming in about two weeks, right? Yeah. All right. You. What's... Uh, happening in uh, the fishing world uh the uh, texas women's anglers tournament mm-hmm. with the best acronym in the world yes uh, it it's is happening it's uh, happening this weekend in port aransas that's going on uh among other things uh, i went out there on the 12-hour trip on wednesday with my daughter and some friends and mm-hmm. my god that was fun went out with uh, on the gulf eagle with captain marvin horner and my friend, the best deckhand in the world, Lloyd Rodriguez, he is so cool. We had 35 people out on that boat, and uh, we caught blackfin tuna. There was a few mahi-mahi. We had uh, king mackerel and uh, some shark, and it, it was great. It was really fun. And, you know, I, I was looking at this beach safety uh, thing, um, and I was wondering, you know, what else we could add to that? Uh, oh, you talking about the, the yeah, the, yeah. There's they're, they've been adding the flags out there, and everybody knows it's a red flag dagger, or whatever. But I, I've never seen that many people drown as we had this year. It's like eight, maybe nine, have drowned this year yeah. um, between Padre and Mustang. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's like, well, you know, if you can't swim, why are you out past your knees? You know, or why is a kid out there by himself? Uh, and, and we've had more. We, we try to do this at the Nueces County Park Board. We talked about how, uh, you know, we, we get, the, get the warning out. We've had more sign signage up this year than, than, ever. than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. With this says, hey, it's a red flag day. Watch the hell out. You know, you know it's, it's riptides. Watch out. And even riptides. Riptides are like, you know, if you're a fisherman, that's what you're looking for for a fishing hole is a, a place where we call them suckouts. Yeah, right. Where, where there's a hole and oh my god, it's pulling it's pulling the current offshore. Well, it's deep there and the water's pulling you offshore, and that's where fish hang out. But uh, it's sad that that so many people uh, come down here. I mean, I, I I'm like the world's biggest tourist from from here from forever. You know, back in the day, I'd come down here like nine times a year, and you know, I knew better than to do that kind of stuff. But I swim well, but. People that don't swim well and still don't pay attention to that is like I, I don't know what else you can say to them. Well, when my um, great great granddaughters were here last week, uh, uh, Corey and uh, Ashley yeah. wanted to take them to the beach. I said, "Okay, if y'all are going to Bob Hall Pier, and since you don't have a parking permit, 
That's the only place you can park without, you know, somebody yeah. telling you you got to move your truck. But be aware of this. Uh, you need to go to the right of or the left of the pier a bit be, because the the riptide is just go, absolutely playing havoc the last couple of months. Yeah. And, and, and the, the sad thing is we had a local kid who drowned back in April, and I'm thinking yeah. – your family didn't tell you about the riptides? Yeah, he was seventeen year that the kid from the veterans high school. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's uh, and you know I don't know what I don't know what else to say because we we talked about the, like I said the park sport things like how can we get the word out more? It's like man, you know we have there's signage everywhere about it. So like a red flag day or it's a two flag day, uh, watch out. And I don't know what else to do. It's you know everybody loves the beach, but it's just a shame that this kind of stuff has to happen. And I don't know what we can do, what else we can do to make it more obvious other than to, you know, go out there and hold somebody's hand so you can't swim or what. You know, I don't, I don't know what you can do. Well, uh, I was talking about that book, Harrison Bergeron, by Kurt Vonnegut this morning. Having tons of rules is one thing. Making yeah. people actually believe that they're for the good of the people, that's something else entirely. I mean, some part of life is supposed to be your responsibility. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, that's, that's it's exactly what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, we, we, we've done every, everything we can uh, besides saying don't swim or whatever. It's like, I don't know what you do. Um, it's, it's sad because it's like, I, hell, I love the beach. I understand why people come out here. Um, I don't know. And I, I think back in the day, you know, a lot of folks would come out there like, well, I can swim. I can't swim, but I can go up to my waist. And then you go up to your waist and you fall over or whatever knocks you down with that riptide and, and they don't they can't handle it. I don't uh, understand how you get to be an adult and you can't swim. Uh, you know, my mom can swim very well as a kid. Uh, but, but but that was, you know, she was, you know, born in 1925. So I, I guess that's how that goes. But. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I guess just education, more education. How do how do we do that, Jim? How how do you get more people well, involved? Like, for God's sakes, there's some things parents are supposed to be responsible yes. for teaching their children. If you live <laughs> on the coast, if you live in a beach, you need to learn how to swim. That's not, well, <laughs> you know, or either that, or if you can't swim, you should, rules and regulations, you should be forced to wear a life jacket every day of your life. I don't care where you're going. To work, you got to wear a life jacket. You can't <laughs> swim. It's for your own personal safety. I, well, you know, it's the only way you know, I can get through to you. we got to punish everybody. Well, you're, that's exactly right. Because if you're if you're uh, twelve or under on a boat, you have to wear one. Yeah, and then that's okay because people are stupid. You know, they don't like. Uh, well, I don't think I need my kid has to wear. Like, you know, you're probably right, Jim. If you can't swim, you need to wear a life jacket. And uh, if not, you need to get off the beach. Well, that's that's, I mean, that's the next logical step in what they're doing here, isn't it? I got to get alerts for rip tides. My God, it's the first thing I think about when I'm going out there. Oh, come on, Laga. Be alert. America needs more alerts. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that that's that's exactly that, – that's a good point you bring up because that's what's going to happen. You're you're already getting alerts. It's like, well, 
Hey, uh, let's add this. Okay. Here's, here's an alert I would like to get. The fish are on, on, yes. On the North side of Packery (laughs) channel. Hurry. They're biting mullets and and this lure. You want to, you want people to sign up for something? I'll sign up for that one. The nail guy are out at, and send me a Google earth. (laughs) Hummel. Don't just send me a picture. Drop a pin yeah, for me. me like yeah, that. Uh, use use a three hundred eight at uh, one hundred and fifty yards or less. I got you. No, that's that's exactly what we're leading. We're leading to. It's like uh, they're they're sending out alerts for that, but it's like it's like it's the the what you're saying is they're like people are too stupid to go look out for themselves. So like there's a red flag alert, so you need to watch it. I was like, um, I know what you know what the surf conditions are. So, I, but yeah, that, that's weird. Seems strange. Dale Rankin included uh, a picture of Bob Brown with a a, a a a flounder that just makes my mouth water. <laughs> Look at the size of it. He's, he caught it on cut mullet. <laughs> That's a whopper. That is, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, most of the flounder I've caught are about half that big. But when you have somebody with their arms fully extended towards the camera, sometimes that'll distort the actual dimension well, of the that, object. Hey, that's hey, designed hey, that's, hey, that's to do true. that. That's not true, Hummel. Hummel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. No, because Yeah. I want to go no. over there to say yeah, no, Joe that, when, when you – you know, the water's clear, and you can see them all laying around in the deal. And I want to go uh, gigging over there. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the best fun I have ever had with fish. But the, but it's not your time of day. It isn't? No. They leave, they leave the dock right at sundown, and they go till after midnight, one or two in the morning sometimes. That's well, the time of day. It's when he sleeps. There was a guy down the street uh, from me was uh, leaving in his boat one day. And uh, he yelled at me because I I think I had been talking to you. It was a Friday. And he said, hey, let me show you something. We're going to get flounder tomorrow. And he had a long piece of PVC. Uh, PVC. Yeah. And uh, an LED light. And in, in, it's like it, it, there was a 90-degree elbow. Uh-huh. On. Yeah. And you don't have refraction. If you can put that light under the water when you walk, then yeah. uh, it really gives you much better illumination yeah, that, and shining down lights. That's how light. I used to flounder as a kid. There was like we had like a headlight sealed on the bottom of a PVC pipe, and we were dragging a car battery behind us in an inner tube. Yes. Nah, that'd be cool. We used a Coleman lantern and we held it above the water. <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't knock that. The goal has taught me to just use a uh, like a Q beam that I, I cut the ends off and we put on a uh, pigtail. Well, we, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. One of those uh, batteries, like a feeder battery, like a little twelve volt uh-huh. tiny battery. Put it behind you in the backpack, and you're, you're talking about it, it worked pretty well for the Golos because the Golos, like all they do is like uh, the only thing they pay for is uh, maybe. Coffee and sugar. The rest <laughs> right. of yeah, sugar's <laughs> free too. In most places with the coffee. <laughs> All right. Okay, Tyler. I, I appreciate it. Just uh, drop a line and the uh, the uh, tournament. I, I I can never remember what the acronym stands for, but if I say the <laughs> Texas Women's Anglers Tournament. But don't right. look online for that because you'll go to something you don't want to. It's yeah. like <laughs> otx.com. 
that's it. So anyway, I, I'll call you. I'll call you later on uh, today, Lago. I want to talk to you about stuff. All stuff. right, great. So, Thank you, Tyler. Five, hey, six, thanks, KKTX. Friend of ours, Paulette Kluge, Visitors Bureau CEO, resigned yesterday. It saddened me a great deal. I've known Paulette for a long time. So what happens to her pride and joy? The uh, Fiesta Della Flor? Because they don't have an agreement with the Quintanilla family for next year. Uh, I'm also going to run the uh, quote of the day by Hummel. It's uh, the gun control edition coming up. Dancing. No dancing at red lights. News Radio 1360, KKTX. Hummel's in the box. Blake's here. And uh, I'm looking at the uh, Island Moon on page A5, the Remember When picture. Padre Island in 1970. And a street that's near and dear to your heart, former Councilman Hummel. Uh, the uh, peninsula's right there. That's where that uh, Aquarius Bridge was going to go. And you guys floundered there? Uh, You know, the streets were cut and there was uh, canals Mm -hmm. with bulkheads, but there was no homes. Mm -hmm. So you could walk down the top of the bulkhead and it was five or six feet down to the water. But we had real long gigs and we uh, would have a Coleman lantern with a rope on it and you could hold it down closer to the water. And walk along up there and just walk the edges of the canals and serpentine around all through there because there was no houses. A Coleman lantern with a rope on it. You, you, you mean on the handle, that metal handle that came did off the top? Actually submerge it? No, no. You no. just held it down closer to the water because oh, okay. walking up on the bulkhead, that water was five feet below the top edge of the bulkhead. It didn't throw much light. You had to drop it, you had no, to lower it. We would go like back behind where. Snoopy's and Docks is now. A lot of that is now dry, but almost all of that used to be underwater. And we'd we'd flounder there with uh, like headlights sealed in, at the end of uh, PVC, and would drag a battery around and we'd gig the flounders. But the light would be underwater. All right, when, as as young boys, when you were going out there to do that, uh, how did you get out there on a bicycle? Oh no no no. I, my dad had a buddy that lived down the street. His name was Harold Elder, and uh, he was the one that would take us. We'd just go with him. Would Would your dad say, now, you boys don't know how to swim, so you stay away from the water? Was that? <laughs> First thing, we had a pool in our backyard. My parents built a house in South Shores yeah. uh, in 61, and, and we had a swimming pool. So they taught us all how to swim when we were very yeah. young. We, we never got much more than uh, knee-deep water when we were floundering. Are you telling me you can't swim? I can swim. Okay. but That's where I was going. I, I don't need you to pivot. This is not a political question. <laughs> yes, I know how to swim. Okay. Mrs. Yeah, M- Miss you, Skinner taught me how to uh, swim. With you think you're walking along in water that you understand, and, and then, then all, all of a sudden, sudden you, you step can't. off in a hole. Yeah. 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 Especially duck hunting with waders on. Yeah. 
That can be real dangerous. So you got to be able to get those waders off as they fill up with water. They're well, going to keep you under. Or I'd climb out of the hole. I was uh, wade fishing with uh, uh, Wally. I heard from him the other day. Did did he send you that uh, picture of Trump? Probably. Jim Melinda. Anyway, I'm wade fishing. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Damn it, I'm so tired, and all of a sudden I stepped in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> woke you up. Man, did it ever. And my waiters filled up. There's no worse feeling. Unbelievable. It is it's not now. There's worse feelings, but it gets your attention. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, that Aquarius uh, Street thing came back into your life uh, not too long ago You got, uh, when you were on council. Yeah, yeah, we we had a. I think that street was on a bond package that we approved. Yeah, it's. I I was looking at that and I thought, I know that either Hummel or Blake told me a story about going out on the island where there were no homes out there and they would and, and it was really easy fishing, and um, you could always find a, a canal where there wasn't uh, there wasn't. Anybody, you pretty much be fishing on your own. Yeah, that wasn't hard to do. You know, I I remember a surf shop and it had a place you could get a burger. It was called Jitos. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I don't remember. And I think there was a Dairy King or something out there, but there really wasn't much on the island no. when I was little. Well, the things that have uh, changed. I was. Uh, Following along with the press releases that uh, I can't remember, Loretta Williams, who keeps everybody. She's the uh, PR person for the people that are building the Harbor Bridge. Yeah. Drag. Drag. What is it? Drag. Yeah, Yeah. that. uh, uh, They uh, I was looking specifically for especially when I passed it the other day, how much taller that piece is in then it goes way above the top of the current Harbor Bridge. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, more on that uh, coming up. Radio, 1360, KKTX. Mike Hubble in the box with uh, Blake Parenthal. Uh, what? I said it's going to be another year before that gets ripe because uh, you can't plan it yet. The The state has put everything in place to move forward with planting some hemp, but, uh, but it, you have to – the USDA is going to uh, provide guidelines for the states to – 
put their plans together and submit their plans. But it's right. a lot more involved than just saying it's legal now because it it, it 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 it's legal, but it's not approved. So sent, it's a fine line. I sent Hummel a text uh, yesterday about um, Indiana, I believe. Yeah, Indiana just uh, decided they would follow the feds or the, uh, anyway. They could grow hemp now, and uh, about 40% of the people that have been growing uh, other crops have decided they're going to grow hemp. Surely that stuff will grow in South Texas, yes? But we we haven't legalized it. it, We don't have – I don't know if it would grow here. It'll be interesting to see because historically – uh, they've they've grown it further north, yeah, West Texas, and uh, uh, it would be great if it does grow here because I'll bet you some folks might experiment with it. the The disadvantage we have at the moment is I don't think it's ever been a crop here, so we don't have facilities for processing it. Well, and we we'd have to get some of those facilities in place because there's a whole lot to extract from the plant. You use the fiber, you use the yeah, seed, everything. You know, you make that CBD oil with it, and that's a huge industry these days. But here's what caught my attention: hemp cultivation was approved in the United States with the signing of the 2018 Farm Bill. If uh, legislation to regulate its cultivation is passed by the Indiana General Assembly. It could become a new cash crop for Hoosier right. farmers, so and it did. And some of the quotes coming out of there are, the biggest thing to happen to agriculture in my lifetime. It's a big deal. We passed our, we, we did this, pass the same type uh, bill back in June, I think. Uh, so yeah, and- Texas's position to move forward with it, but to, until – the USDA comes out with their guidelines for us to build a plan around. Everybody's just sitting and waiting for that. Okay, they do it more in the north and west? In I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it's marijuana or if it's cannabis, everybody knows that grows just fine down in Mexico, so I would imagine it It'll would grow, grow here. fine here. Yeah, Yeah. so the USDA expects to release their hemp regulations in the fall of 2019, and then the Texas Department of Agriculture writes their guidelines, and they expect the application process for hemp growing in Texas to begin in 2020. Now, uh, the processing and handling after it's grown is actually going to be handled by the Texas Department of State Health Services and not the TDA. So you're going to have to deal with multiple government agencies. Okay. we And I, I was wondering if any of the, uh, like Scott Frazier would know probably more about that. Uh, uh, Easter. Easterwood. Easterwood. Uh, he, maybe he'll call us and tell us if he's setting aside some acreage for some, uh, for some hemp. Well, I remember when uh, five, six, eight years ago, they were, a lot of people were trying sesame seeds. Oh, yeah. And that's been popular off and on, depending on prices. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see much sesame last year, though. I didn't either. Yeah. The And that's what I was thinking of. So is that a weather-controlled thing, or is that just uh, one of those things uh, that depends on You know, price, price dictates. You really right. don't know what the weather's going to be when you plant something, but... Uh, 
You know, it's just amazing how the prices fluctuate, uh, even over a 30, 40 year time period, you know, uh, Cotton prices are are pretty much down, but God, we got a great cotton crop out there. Yeah, we do. Your cotton crops have been, your cotton prices have been down for years based on the oversupply in warehouses, primarily in China. Well, well, that's why hemp would be such a, a great crop because. It would, uh, it? Well, I think it would be easy to plant and easy to grow. I think it probably grows about like a weed. And so it doesn't take a lot think, of tending to, yeah, yeah. and you use it in so many different ways. You use the whole plant, and if you look at corn or milo uh, or cotton, you really only use a fraction. Yeah, of the plant. you're just pulling off the bowls. You're taking the seeds, and everything else kind of stays back, and you, you have to deal with it. There are twenty thousand different uses for hemp, from uh, medical. Food-grade oils from the seeds to paper and clothing from the fibers. Industry analysts predict the hemp market could hit more than uh, $20 billion in the next three to five years. Uh, so it, this uh, report from Indiana says they're still behind many states when it comes to uh, hemp after the 2014 Farm Bill, which allowed research institutions to get approval from the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration to grow hemp. Forty-one states passed legislation and approved programs to do that. The first recorded use of hemp in America's colonial area, 1632. (laughs) It was pretty early on. What were they growing it for? they used it for everything. They would make paper out of it. They could make sails. Uh, it, it's a fabric. It says here uh, baggage, ships rigging, shoes, maps, books. All right. So, and Scott Fraser texted me back mm-hmm. and he said, uh, There's some pe- farmers in the air who have expressed an interest, but unless you have irrigation, it's going to be tough to grow. Okay. So it's going to most likely be an irrigated crop. And most of our farming down here is dry land farming. Yeah. It's it's rare that I see sprinklers. Well, maybe that's why uh, West, West Texas, Texas would yep. be the place because uh, they, they have those, uh, whatever you call them. They, the irrigation facilities. Yeah. If you've ever flown over it. it, they have the square plot of land. But the crops actually grow in a circle based on how the irrigation works. It's really kind of weird to look at from the air. Yeah, because it spins in a circle, kind of like uh, your, your old compass from elementary school. You put a point down, and it just goes in a circle around that point. The number is 560-558-9560. KKTX, the uh, usual suspects are coming up with the same old tired ideas to implement their uh, gun control. This uh, whole thing has been done, as I've said before, incrementally, so we don't see confiscation creeping up on us. It's a game that's, uh, well, old as the hills, and it'll go on as long as the hills are there. This part of uh, the Green New Deal for guns, a gigantic gun buyback program. Coming up.
News Radio 1360 KKTX. Hummel's in the box with uh, Blake Farenthold. Uh The Green New Deal for Guns. This is a gun buyback program. This time, mandatory rather than voluntary. Of course, it's uh, logically nonsensical. How can the government or anyone else buy back a gun that was never theirs in the first place? But logic doesn't stop gun grabbers. <laughs> Does it, Hummel? Uh, well, everybody feels better if they're trying to do something, regardless of its efficacy. I, I don't. I, we we have these discussions periodically. Symbolism over substance. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. We care. Because if you think about it, what are what are the chances of of uh, any regulation? They talk about new laws, new laws, new laws. They're well, it's already it's already against the law to kill somebody. Yep. Yeah. So are they going to want to kill a bunch of people and say, yeah, but there's this law that says that I shouldn't have a gun. So I guess maybe I just won't get one. I, that just defies imagination. I don't remember when Clint Eastwood said this, but I thought, God almighty, this ought to be uh, on everybody's wall. This is Clint Eastwood's quote. Participating in a gun buyback program because you think that criminals have too many guns is like having yourself castrated because you think your neighbors have too many kids. <laughs> <laughs> that That's pretty good. That's yep. nail on, isn't it? Yeah. I also like a, another one of his quotes. I have a very strict gun control policy. If there's a gun around, I want to be in control of it. Yeah, my my line was, I'm from Texas, where gun control is hitting what you aim at and nothing else. Well, you know, I remember when I, I was with Hummel and Charlie Wynn. There are three rifles in the truck that we're in. Um, I, I don't... Nobody is pointing them at each other. And <laughs> when we got to the target, there was a reminder. Charlie gave me a reminder. Hummel gave me a rem- reminder. Do this. Check your safety. Breathe. Exhale. And uh, and I thought, what is it about this whole process that other people don't understand? The Is it the accomplishment of knowing... If I have to, I can put food on my family's table. And I really don't need help from anyone. I just need to get there, harvest, and bring it back. It It's really, it's kind of, I think it ties back to urbanization. Because once upon a time, everybody knew how to use a gun. Yeah. You, 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 in America, you had to. If not just to defend yourself, to feed yourself. But once people started living in, in cities... And they could buy their groceries, and they had a police force. Then they st- they start to move away from that. And so, you know, that shift over the last hundred years, eighty percent of the people were living in the country, and only twenty percent were in cities at the, at the turn of the century. And uh, now it's flipped around, and the, the the bulk of the people are in cities. Well, I followed a uh, reporter. For, from a business insider. She 
she attempted to uh, show everybody how easy it was to buy a gun. <laughs> well, there was a big bad splashback. Yeah, well, it depends on how you're doing it. Well, uh, we're going to cover that. She wasted two days trying to buy a gun. Trying to buy <laughs> a gun. Good. Coming up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.